Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. murder show some damn respect <laughs> I'm joking of course you're very welcome give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast Woo! Wow! give me a cheer if you've never heard of us Woo! okay welcome. so fuck those guys but um, <laughs> welcome there was the... some crossover there yeah. <laughs> give us a cheer if you like cheering <laughs> we it's <can> Christmas <laughs> cute you guys are in your hats. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the theme was um, dance like pineapple dance studios and uh, apparently it was just classic Christmas. So sorry about that. You look hot. Hey. Yeah. Female workplace. Now we like that shouting out now but if it carries on I'm gonna get bitchy. <laughs> Also, I recognise that voice, and it's one of our friends. Which is, <laughs> your heart! We just said, just shout your heart if it ever gets awkward. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, am I... Uh, Hannah, am I hot? Yes! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, Hannah is the name of our friend. I'm not just saying that to myself. <laughs> Hannah, are you, are you still really hot? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Duh. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we might just get straight on with the show. Oh, wait, it seems wait, as can though... I just do a yeah. shout-out? Oh, Katie, do a shout-out. Um, Shout-out to the heart Hertfordshire Village Moms! Yay! Hertfordshire Village Moms! Some of my oh. Where are those sluts at? <laughs> oh. We come from Hertfordshire, it's far. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone in the front row that's still wearing a coat as well. So. <laughs> Just, this might be shit, so I might need to go. I'm not yeah. sure. Keep yeah. your options open. Yeah, they're I undecided. Say. They're going <laughs> to yeah. give it 10 minutes. It's exciting. It's exciting. So let's get on with this bloody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of life. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, can you put your hands together as we introduce our guests for today? We are joined by the comedy actor and writer, Arabella Weir. Yeah! 
Hello. <gasps> Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm going to get a bit hotter because not because I'm sexy, that as well, <laughs> but because I'm wearing thermal leggings. That was a mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Probably see them actually attached to my socks. <laughs> All too sexy, but what about my boots, eh? Fucking great, oh, yeah. aren't they? Aren't they the fucking dog's nuts? <laughs> I love this as well. Come to the live shows, guys, listening to the podcast, if you want to know what everyone's wearing. <laughs> if you want to see some thermal underwear, then please. <laughs> we're, we're, we're influencers, but you have to use your imagination. <laughs> Um, Arabella, we have one question on this podcast, and that is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my traumatic... No. Um, I was... I've been a victim... Hey! Trauma! Woo! <laughs> Taylor that, used to be a that psychotherapist. Was the, um, that was the prize one. That was the prize one. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> We're drinking the shit ones, and the nice one was for the prize. And I kept saying that's the nice one, but no. Uh, so, that means I we can't was waitress. I co-op. Uh, <laughs> actually, nothing wrong with co-op. Thank you very much. Um, I was a 18-year-old drama student living in a. This is shows how old I'm. In an area of London that was exclusively drug dealers and drug addicts, and you know what is now called roadman. And, uh, Which were you? In a squat. <laughs> I was living in a squat. Um, where we just had a front door with a Yale lock. But, and I lived there with a friend. But was this he, Hampstead then? What? Hampstead. <laughs> it was not Hampstead. I won't say the area because, anyway, it's still quite sketchy. But the house that I lived in that was a squat has just been sold for five million quid. <gasps> wow. wow. So I'm lying in bed one day, hungover, obviously, because I'm a student. And I'm not at college. And the door of my bedroom, and I'm naked in bed, but I have got a duvet covering me. And the door, the door opens, and there's two young men standing there. And they, without batting an eyelid, they go... And, of course, I think, fuck, I'm naked. Who are these guys? They go, um, oh, is um, Kevin here? And I go, and this is how street I am. I go, and I think, well, they know, I know, Kevin doesn't live here. And how do I... So I went... Yeah, he's upstairs with a bunch of mates. Do you want me to call him down? <laughs> I think they're just, like, looking at guns and that. And they're, and they're, like, and they're like this, um... Uh, nah, nah, you're all right. We'll get him another time. Uh, so they leave, and I obviously think, well, you know, I go down, I see the, the door's been pushed in. Because we did only have, like, a Yale thing. So they pushed it. If you could rustle the crisps a bit more... <laughs> I mean, like you, I only go to the theatre when I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> It is a podcast, so it's mainly going to be... <laughs> anyway, so I sort of tell everyone, go, what about that? How, how about me saving myself? To be fair, they didn't look for one minute like they were going to go, oh, well, we're here and she's naked anyway. So, And um, next day, I'm also in bed, middle of the day, no clothes on. I've told everyone the story. Door opens, it's them again. What? <laughs> and I... I mean and of course, I'm now thinking, I'm now thinking, I can't go for the, uh, you know, I know that you know that I know that you know. <laughs> so I go, uh, and they go, they go, oh, for fuck's sake, you want to get your door fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd forgotten that they'd Thank come. you for not robbing me, boys. Um, yeah, so that was when that was my, uh, that's not even really a, well, they did break in, but. Um, Wait, yeah. so they'd forgotten that they'd already done your house? No, no, they obviously thought that was easy to get into and she oh. won't be there the next day. They just literally pushed the door. Oh, and then and they, the gave, then they gave you a tip at the end, you want to get your door fixed? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's that, like well, I think security I, shaming. I saw that as a mark of respect. That they sort yeah. of thought, oh, well, she was, you know, she was pretty cool yesterday. And they just went, oh, you want to get your door fixed? Yeah. I thought I was very... They yeah. do not know yeah. drama yeah. students, do they? Being like, she won't be lying in the bed in the middle of the day. <laughs> for a again. second She won't be doing that row. two days in a row, obviously. <laughs> what, I, what I like She'll have a that. job. This is a low-rent area. She'll surely have to go out to work. Little did they know it was a squat, so I wasn't paying any rent. So. And also, you used your acting skills, because you did, you improvised. You yes and and went, no, Kevin will be back. <laughs> Tomorrow. No. Kevin and yes, Kevin with his AK forty seven will yeah. be back shortly. <laughs> we no, need to was... talk about Kevin. <laughs> hey. We'll get good. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, thank you, one person. You're right to clap. <laughs> when Taylor's on the train home later, she'll go, Yeah, that was good. <laughs> we also... I did a thing. <laughs> 
we ask another question uh, on this podcast, which is to do with your crime. And we say, if you had those people now, so say those two blokes came in now, the locks aren't very good at the Square Theatre, they break in, they're looking for <laughs> Stuart Lee's show, which was just on, and they come here, and what, what would you say to them if you could confront them now? I'd go, did you continue with a life of crime? <laughs> and what's that your prediction? That is exactly what I'd say, actually. And if they went, yeah, I'd go, fair enough. <laughs> That is, you're obviously quite good at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a nice message. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> give up. <laughs> it's, it's a very, where are they no, now? The, the moral of that story is always wear pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have felt a lot less vulnerable, but I, yeah. I think you kind of tell in situations like that if people are going, oh, now, my, there's absolutely no chance that she's here, is she? My <laughs> ex-mother-in-law, don't call him. <laughs> Come on up! <laughs> now don't call fan. me you're never to call me your ex-mother-in-law she has in her house she has not got a single knife what? right uh, why, why, can I is there no knife when I first met her and she went no because you see when they break in to burgle you <laughs> if they see a good knife they might kill you <laughs> and wow. I always said to her I said no 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 if I've got murder on my mind, I'm absolutely confident I come with my own tools. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I go, I've broken in to get sort of like a hi-fi and some jewellery. Hello, there's a good knife. I think I'll stab the whole family. Wow. I wasn't going to do that, but she's got a sabache right there. And if I don't put that to murderous use, it's a, it's a knife wasted. And she said, well, no, see, this way, you're always sure. I have so many questions. Was the main food served at her house sliced bread and bananas? No, it was always, it was bought sliced, and I'm not joking. Wow. But so, like, she never, well, they never can't be too chicken. sure. Every Christmas, everyone take a handful of turkey. <laughs> no, it was bought pre-sliced. <laughs> Bernard's Matthews, turkey slices. Yeah. Oh, yum. Well, you just can't be too sure. What, oh, what about butter knives? Did, is the, a question. did she have butter knives? Butter knives? She, I mean, this woman, no. There was no butter. Yes, obviously she had butter knives, fish knives. No, oh, she didn't right. have anything like that. Just sharp knives that she didn't have. No knives. I All reckon right. I could okay. kill somebody with a butter knife. Or cholesterol. I would say... I would a say, slow, painful death. I would say owning butter knives makes you pretty posh. Wouldn't you? Yeah, butter knife. Wait, give me a cheer if you own a butter knife. Give me a cheer if you don't own a butter knife. I knew our audience was scumbags. All right, all right, all right. Wait, give, give us a cheer if you think butter knives are posh. Yay! Well done. Do you know what's happened here is I call all knives that aren't sharp butter knives. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just realized what you are picturing, and it's the little that wanky little silver, silver like stubby oh, thing. Oh, it's only for butter. I mean, No, yeah. if it's a dull knife, it's a butter knife. Or, you know, it's also a jam knife and a marmite knife. <laughs> yeah, a scratch my back knife. Whatever. <laughs> Things are just simpler where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, I didn't think that was an, an avenue we were going to go down, but I enjoyed it. So uh, thank you for coming with us. Um, so who's up for solving some true crime? Oh, so today we are discussing the case of Florence Maybrick who was a slutty American who married a British guy, moved over here. Sorry, did you say slutty American? I mean, it's very much the Taylor Glenn story. This one <laughs> Represent. <laughs> and don't take us seriously, because we're very slut positive <laughs> on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> we are. Thank you. And of course, guys, I'm joking. We don't call women sluts on this podcast, but this is a case that revolves around a murder and a Victorian slut shaming. Ooh. I was just like, how can I call Taylor a slut and it'd be fine? <laughs> it's this way. So let's meet Florence. She was my favorite part is that on the street walking here, and we never tell each other anything about the case, but she's like, I'm gonna open by calling you a slut. Is that okay? <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> call a spade a spade. <laughs> My mom listens to the podcast. <laughs> Is it too soon for a shout-out? Uh, 
Hi, Hi Kathy. <laughs> so, Florence uh, was a Southern belle. She was born in 1862 to rich parents. When she was 18, she was traveling by ship to the UK with her mother when she met James Maybrick, a cotton merchant from Liverpool. Now, this created quite a stir on the ship. Why do you think that was? What was it about James that deemed him inappropriate? Please. <laughs> she put her hand uh, up. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was uh, much older than her. Okay. Which, as we all know, is disgusting. <laughs> like to take this opportunity to say hello to my elderly husband in the, um, <laughs> in the audience. Hey, baby. <laughs> you okay? Didn't show you where the toilet was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, anyway. Um, so we're saying. <laughs> That's a very good get. And I was thinking age, but I was thinking the other way. Was he very young? She was 18. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly my point. Unless we're, unless we're going Michael was Jackson. Was he nine? <laughs> and that's a bit weird. <laughs> he was, but he was like really, he, like he smoked and stuff. He looked <laughs> older than nine. <laughs> Inappropriate. I take it back. Um, we will take no further questions at this point. I'm going to say inappropriate because he it's like going to be the Titanic. He was in steerage or lower class or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. What? So, like, it's like a class warfare match. Class warfare. Interesting. Well, I've got to say, Arabella, you're absolutely smashing this because, yes, he was wow. older than her. Well done, detective. Well done. Yes, he was 23 years older than her. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> So he was. So that makes him a disgustingly old forty-one. It, yeah, 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 I mean, it made him forty-two. Be fair. <laughs> the, the oh, only... what? How disgusting! <laughs> I mean, got the it. forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so James described her thus: her eyes were the most beautiful blue I had ever seen. At no time was there any expression of intellectuality. Of what? Intellectuality. Intellectuality. <laughs> what? That's a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a word. <laughs> he goes on to say, uh, either in the eyes or the face. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there was a magnetic charm she about had Beautiful, dumb blue eyes, <laughs> is what he's saying. <laughs> Just. He said, yet there was a magnetic charm about her countenance that greatly attracted one and seemed irresistible. Okay, creepy. That was kind of hot. <laughs> no, the, the audience has got the ick, and so do I. <laughs> um, so they quickly got married and moved to Liverpool. They were red at the... flags, red flags. Sorry, conti continue. <laughs> Is that the crime? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners in Liverpool. We love you. Um, <laughs> They were at all the high society functions, uh, very much the picture of a happy, successful couple. She was described as the most beautiful woman in Liverpool. Oh. Which we know is still a black, right? So, yeah. show some damn respect. And she got to wear all that cotton. <laughs> yeah. Think about it 100% cotton all the time. I bet she had pajamas. <laughs> she had the best PJs. Uh, they had two children, guys, and they lived in a place called Battle Crease House. However, there was trouble in paradise. He was having an affair, and more outrageously... Greedy. <laughs> Very greedy. It's the greed that gets me. He's got himself a fucking 18-year-old, and, you know, bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, but this other chick had dumb green eyes, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's only human. <laughs> so, outrageously, she was having an affair. Ooh. Okay, some fans in. We're pro-affair if she's doing it. <laughs> yes, bitch! It's all about uh, you get just... yours, you get yours. As she should, and she did. Um, however, <laughs> he was in debt, she was in debt, betting on horses. Um, Wait, th she bet on horses too? She bet on horses and like used a lot of her jewellery. She like bet against her jewellery. <laughs> they were both in debt. It, was, it wasn't a great marriage. So about eight years into their marriage, James Maybrick was dead and Florence was accused of his murder. Ooh. Are we allowed to ask how he died? That is exactly what I'm going to ask you. How, <laughs> how do we think Florence allegedly burger. killed him? De uh, Was it a he, sharp it knife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of Irish in Liverpool as well. Yes. All with the non-knives. This is all coming uh, together. 
Uh, how... Okay, so n- never mind how she allegedly killed him. How he definitely died. He's definitely dead. He's so how dead. did he die? So you want cause of death? Yeah, I want what? She, yeah, what did she do to him? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Go big house. Uh, okay. Would you call it Bell <laughs> Bell Cross House or something? Yeah, I, that Battle like, Creek like, House. Hit like Battle the Wizard of house. I would love Fell to die stairs. in a big house, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to go. Fell down the stairs. Fell downstairs. Okay. Usually reserved for women, but men can do it too. Um, does anyone want to pitch owl theory at this point? <laughs> Poison is what I was going to say. I think they, they, they did a lot of that in them days. Didn't maybe they, they yeah. found they found a bit of the arsenic in his yeah. blood. They've, they've normally got access. Yeah, slowly poisoned someone. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm changing. I'm going. I'm going with uh, the <laughs> yeah. poison. I'm, I'm sticking with knife for the lols. <laughs> I think but, it butter knife. Knife. Should have been there for ages. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners at home, Arabella was miming <laughs> a butter knife. <laughs> the action of a butter knife. <laughs> Which for the working classes... Scraped. Oh, yeah, poison butter knife. Put them together. Yeah. And then fell down the stairs. It's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that is spot on. It's not. It's not. <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> um, but I've got to say, Detective Weir, you're doing very well because it <gasps> was poison. Yeah. It was Taylor who said it first. It was, but you, it's, it's fun to piggyback, I think. She yeah. gave the point to our guest. <laughs> and that's what you should do. <laughs> um, so Florence had bought some flypaper that contained arsenic. Um, she'd been soaking it about... Some toilet paper? No, fly, fly <laughs> paper. Fly paper. Fly, fly. Fly paper. Fly paper. Yeah. Different. It used to, like, hang down into... It used to Don't hang down like a confused. soiled lavatory paper. <laughs> My granny had them ah. just sort of hanging down. She, oh, yeah. she didn't try and poison his asshole. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what a way Although, to go. can I say, it's a very effective way to take drugs. <laughs> Uh, so a friend told me. <laughs> so, so Florence um, had been soaking this flypaper in a bowl of water. She wanted to use the arsenic for her complexion because she was going to a ball. So that's why she says that she had the arsenic. She did it in full view of everyone. She wasn't hiding it away. Um, James's brothers who had uh, never really trusted Florence. They accused her of murder, and they conducted a search of the house, and they found something incriminating. What was it? Uh, uh, a bowl of soaking flypaper. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking. Was it a sheet of paper that just said, want him dead? <laughs> and she couldn't spell because... She was American? Me. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> some women in the front some women in the front row were like <laughs> hey, hey, I can't spell through the British way. Okay. I mean, I can eventually. Anyway. <laughs> I think it was an updated will. Ooh. Oh no, that's good. Oh. Oh, actually, I'm going to admit she, it was a love letter to her um, boyfriend. Oh well, hold that thought. You soon are we, yes, soon we will be alone. You together. can tell I watch a lot of true crime on Channel Five. <laughs> <laughs> CBS reality actually has better quality. <laughs> um, well, they found enough arsenic to kill at least fifty people. Okay. Was he a, a big lot guy? of flies, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like what? So she, well, she was saying she was preparing for a ball with this arsenic. It's a beauty <laughs> yeah. product. She's got a really spotty face. <laughs> so does she need, like, is it, you know, like sometimes you buy in bulk because it's cheaper? <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. could, could she have a legitimate reason? Yeah, for was having this Costco a arsenic? Of arsenic? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this didn't belong to Florence, it belonged to James. Oh. Wait, James is the dead husband? Yes. Now, he was what's known in the medical profession as an arsenic eater. An arsenic eater? Yes. Eater? Is this like a jackass kind of daredevil? <laughs> it was, he was a hypochondriac and he thought that um, arsenic would solve all his ills and he was oh. utterly addicted to it. 
Ah, right. What's the... I've wait, got it. I've never... I've already solved the crime. Should we go home? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Good but night. Like, I, like, so, like, Rasputin ate a bit of arsenic every day to try and make himself... Um, so if anyone tried to poison him, he'd be immune because he would yeah. build up immunity. Like the Princess Bride. Arsenic. Yeah. It's yeah. like the teaspoon I of wee, isn't it? The teaspoon of wee. Do you not know? Anybody in the audience? Helps the medicine there was a very famous <laughs> there was a very famous actress called Sarah Miles. Anyone remember her? And she, uh, she yeah, she drank a teaspoon, might even been a tablespoon of her own wee every day, because she well, she was convinced, and there is a sort of body of thought that your all the nutrients are going out, so you've got to save some by drinking it again. I think no, there's a reason it's going out. Wow, that's a, that's definitely a, a, there's definitely a function there, isn't there? That is I'm a real about. misunderstanding of biology. That just bothers me. All the nutrients are being let out in my I, shit and my. I've got to save some of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I suppose if you, you know, penicillin. I mean, if you work on uh, injections, I mean, that's how um, immunization works. You get a little bit of. Oh, the, a little bit, just a little bit a little of piss, bit, and that will make you immune. <laughs> and you might feel some piss-like symptoms for a couple of days, <laughs> but you should be okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. God. Okay. Wow, I mean, so, so he it was just his ate arsenic. too much arsenic, and he died. He was an. It was. It was his arsenic, and he. He was the one who'd uh, bulk bought. Yeah. So is is this an accidental suicide slash? That's suicide? what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or is it the perfect crime? Because she knew that he was ingesting it, Ooh. and knew that it would kill him. So she gave him a double dose one Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because a shopkeeper reported that James had stopped by his shop as often as five times a day for a pick me up. He would go, he would get his arsenic. Um, also, he would... <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> I mean, this is why I chose the case, which is stupid, because I think I read this. <laughs> but it might not be that funny. Uh, he used a tonic called Valentine's Meat Juice. <laughs> All right, I, I prefer the piss at this point. <laughs> what, like, I, does arsenic give you a high, then? I've never heard that there's a good side to... Uh, I thought... I, like, I don't know. I think it's very addictive, is the thing. Um, and people didn't know. I mean, they must have known it killed you because all the wives killed the people with it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and all the flies and the rats and stuff. Um, and just to go back to Arabella's favourite way to take drugs, um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Arabella's time friends. friends. <laughs> we don't know it. She goes to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Young Offenders Institute. <laughs> so. <laughs> she, um, it was taken by Enema, the um, Valentine's meat juice. You're quite right. This is the worst crime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this guy, generally, or this guy took it via this the Enema. This guy, he would take it via Enema. That's not easy to administer yourself, is it? Well, no. wait till you hear what other ingredients went into it. Oh. So it was a tablespoon of Valentine's meat juice. What One is Valentine's meat juice? Gravy. Yeah, I'm confused with gravy. <laughs> so basically, it, yeah, this feels like it'd be like gravy, right? Lard. What are we doing? I just thought it's got a funny name. I won't actually research like what the, it is. It's gravy. It's like the team yeah. at Bisto were like, we need something extra for a different holiday. Mmm, mm, Valentine's, Valentine's meat juice. Meat juice. <laughs> So basically, what it was is, again, it's this Victorian shit where they thought yeah. like raw meat was probably good for you. So sure, sure. it had some raw meat stuff in it. It had a little bit of arsenic in it. Okay. And also, you'd mix it with an egg. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully not hard-boiled. Just because... <laughs> oh, man. The things people did before Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It had sterilised milk, brandy, salt, sterilised water. <laughs> Every two hours. He, sorry, this, this, was, this was a thing, or this is what James did? This was a thing. Yeah, this is what and you And you did do. it for what reason? Um, uh, just sort of, it would basically... People Health and vitality! <laughs> I mean, 100% that. They thought it would be something that would make you well. It would make you live longer. What, so, but it I was... love that it was sterilised water and sterilised milk, but you're putting raw meat up your ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't get the dirty water up there, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, I've lost my thoughts. <laughs> what? It's, so he, if he's doing this five times a day, he yep. maybe is getting some kind, something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm much more worried by how he holds a job down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, sir, I've got to do my uh, meat enema. I know. <laughs> 
bye, bye, bye. Sell, it's sell, not, sell. It's not, not going to get up there it's by itself, is it? So, <laughs> I bet. The tube, you've got all I, you know. At the I've cotton factory, did they call him Leaky Bum? <laughs> <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hello, listeners. It's time for the very last patron shout-outs of the year. And wow, it's a lovely big list. We cannot stress enough how much your support means to us and just how much it keeps the podcast ticking along. So thank you so much from the bottom of our drunken hearts. Uh, if you would like to check out our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. And now an unrehearsed attempt at the 20 patrons of Christmas, that classic, classic Christmas carol. Let's see what happens. On the 20th day of Christmas, Patreon gave to me Selena McFatridge, Kelly Esquire, Lucy and Kate Webster, Lizzie J. H., Lauren L., Yasmin, Peter, Zoe B., Lee Boo Gord, Gemma Day, Ray and Kazia, Emilia, Alex Wyatt, Julia Milne, Daniela, Lucy Gibson, Kayla, Emmy, Detective Poisson, Delana Andrews, and Jessica Buckley. Oh my God, I nailed it. I'm so proud of myself. I hope that's put you into the mood for whatever holiday you might be celebrating. Lots of love from us at Drunk Women Solving Crime. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime is brought to you by the National Lottery. They've asked us to delve into a question that's had all our minds racing at one point or another. What would you do if you won the jackpot on the National Lottery? And we're not alone as we're joined by hosts of one of our favourite history podcasts. It's World War II boffins Al Murray and James Holland from We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Hello! Hello. Let's just say your numbers have come up. It's the National Lottery jo- jackpot. What are you going to do? H- Hannah, what would you do? In that, in that moment, that I've just realised that I've, I've always wanted to be in a pub, because I'm assuming I'm in a pub when this happens. Yes. And I've always yeah. wanted to say, the drinks are on me. And then everyone <laughs> cheers, I get lifted onto shoulders. And, and then I say, but half pints and single shots only. Yeah, and, and <laughs> just one money. round. The yeah, money's just... not come through yet. I'm not. And anyway, you're giving most of it to charity, aren't you, Hannah? Sure. Is this? This is being recorded, isn't it? Yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> loads of it, loads of it to charity. God, some of the really good ones as well. <laughs> yeah, really, really worthy charities. I'm going to build an um, an underwater layer, like nice. a James okay. Bond villain. And I think I might have, like, a big party. What would you spend yours on, Jim? Well, obviously, immediately, I'd, I'd first of all, I'd buy up our cricket ground and, and redevelop it. Then I'd buy a Spitfire. Then I'd buy, um, obviously, several tanks. I'd also buy a Mercedes 170S and a, a larger Aprilia. Oh, my God. All That's, like, exact same as mine. <laughs> I know. Isn't yeah. that incredible? Wow, twins. <laughs> I know exactly These. what I'd do. It'd be brilliant. What about you, Al? Would you um I'd have an ambulance follow me around. That's what I'd do. I'd just have an ambulance follow me everywhere I went. Just in case. I'm, Just I'm, in case. I mean, I'm, look, I'm in, I'm in middle age now, firmly embedded in middle age. But if you can get from 50 to 60 unscathed, you, you know, then you, you might get to 80. So I need an ambulance with me at all times. And a, a, a team of the best paramedics money could buy. Just everywhere I go, they follow me around. And I think that would... That He's would, down, that would quick. Bring, 
That would bring real peace of mind to my situation. <laughs> what would what would be your crazy purchase for yourself then? Do you know what? My I have been thinking about this and I would buy myself a trip down to see the Titanic. So I would go past Katie's underwater lair. Oh, and I, I could wave go, to you on the way go. down. <laughs> hey wow, guys, yeah. it's finally happened. Yeah, I do have a sort of a weird um obsession with Titanic and I would that would that would be a dream. And then I'd spend the rest of the money probably on therapy for like claustrophobia because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Submarines surely depreciate the minute you get them off the forecourt. Like a, like a new car. Who cares? As long as it's perfect and you can go and see the Titanic whilst still having a... Yeah, you've won the national lottery. You don't need a return investment. So, the, the drunk women, your, your thing is like solving crime in the past. Some of it that's been solved, let's be honest now. Um, but it's which, which historic crime, you know, if you could solve a historic crime with your money, what, what would it be? Yeah, I'd throw a bit of money at a historic crime. I'd like to find out the what really happened with Lizzie Borden. I'd throw my money at Lizzie. What's the extent of the mystery? It was not conclusive <laughs> that she did it, and there were several people killed in this house. Um, and yeah, I'd like to find out who who really done it. And is that like a time machine job, do you think? I mean, what, what are we talking I, here? I'm Expenditure. concerned how much of this is involving, yeah, the claustrophobic transport. Do, <laughs> do I have to? Is this also a giant time machine? I'm willing to, like, pool my resources and put it towards good causes, but I just don't want to be in these confined spaces, guys. So on that note, would there be one piece of historic memorabilia that you would want to buy? I want... Um, uh, I want... Glider number one from uh, the Pegasus Bridge assault on the Con Canal from uh, up where it's not really called Operation Destiny. There's some arguments about that if we're going to be um, fussy. Here we go. Operation Tonga that the that the Ox and Bucks landed on the night of D Day, the first glider that landed within a few hundred feet of the of the actual bridge in the middle of the night, midnight on D Day. It's the most amazing thing. And I would I would like that got that in the, my back garden that glider. But I'd have it in the garden like after they all... Because they had to break the tail off to jump out and then rush over to the bridge. I'd have right. it like it's just landed in my garden Ooh. and like they've just they've just turned up. And that would be a cool thing to have. Would you Airbnb yeah. it or anything? What's I would Airbnb it. I would, I would definitely Airbnb it. Absolutely. Sounds yeah. a bit drafty. But... <laughs> well, it would be very drafty, but, but it would be real. You know, it would be a real experience. Um, for Excuse people. me, there's no coffee. There's only tea. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming up to Christmas. If you won the national lottery, what would you buy for each other? Well, it's easy. I'd take you out. I'd take you out on a on an all expenses paid six star treatment tour of the Pacific. That's kind of that's kind of. I was going to get you some cufflinks. <laughs> well, I'm obviously a bit more generous than you, but I was thinking, you know, you'd be quite up for going to Guadalcanal and no, I would. I would. Those places. I was going to get you cufflinks. Where's J for okay, one? Well, wrist and H for the other. I mean. I was going to get you cufflinks. My present to you is actually really quite selfish because I really want to do that. Um, Ah, right, And I I just want someone to come with me who I can talk to. Well, I want you to be less scruffy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's a gift just to be able to podcast with you guys and I'd like to think that none of that would change. Uh, But I'd probably throw in some crystal glasses with our faces etched on them. <laughs> I love that your present to us is the joy of continuing to work with you. Well, thanks to James and Al for joining us in sharing our wildest dreams today. And thank you to the National Lottery for allowing us to live out a life full of newfound riches. I know my next move is to get a ticket, punch in my lucky numbers and make all this a reality. So remember, the National Lottery, it's where your numbers make amazing happen. Whether that's a big jackpot win or helping the National Lottery good causes across the country continue with the amazing work they do. And we're learning a lot about arsenic this evening because also at the at the shop, he'd take a liquor called arsenic... arsenic... <laughs> Try saying that after five proseccos. Arsenicalis. Now, what was arsenicalis used for? It was used as something specific and it was to do with being a man. Oh, uh, uh, impotency. Okay, impotence. The Viagra of its time. The Viagra of its time. Um, learning to ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> the stereotype. Aww. I'm sorry, I went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, sick. Actually, came to. <laughs> um, it was an aphrodisiac, guys. <laughs> because he was having all his affairs. Why within? Why you said it was specifically for men? 
I suppose in those days they didn't think about women needing to oh, be no. excited. Oh, yeah. No, it indeed, <laughs> this entire case is about how dare a woman want to have sex for pleasure. How dare she? Okay. Um, so, I think it might have worked for women. We're not sure. Um, yeah. I say we like I'm the medical professional. <laughs> you know, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, like everything to do with women, it is not tested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, he had been having an affair, including one mistress who he had had five children with. <gasps> Bloody hell, he didn't need that aphrodisiac, did he? No, yeah. Or is that why he was... <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Five kids. Yeah. Wow. So Florence found out about this affair and she started having some affairs of her own. Good for her, as we know. <laughs> yeah, that's empowering. It's fine. <laughs> so who with? Who, um, who was Florence having an affair with? The chauffeur. Ooh, chauffeur, nice. Or was yeah. it the woolen factory man? <laughs> Different fabric. His arch rival. Different feel. Uh, so it's someone... <sighs> the chemist who sold the arsenic. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. How'd you like those apples? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, actually, I you could get it from a greengrocer, so it's perfect. Um, one of the brothers. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Oh. Yes. Brothers that were outraged yeah, at their brother's is, death. Mm. Yeah, they're double bluffing. Oh. Yes, Edwin was double bluffing. Edwin. Also, also uh, these brothers was... are toxic. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, there was also a local businessman called Alfred Brearley. Uh, about a week before James died, Florence sent a letter to Brearley, uh, which was opened by the children's nanny, Alice Yap. Um, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> She, um, and this was used in the trial. So this letter was used in the trial. It's what you said earlier. Was it a letter from a lover? It was incriminating. Why was it? What do you think said in the letter? So well, the letter was from her to the brother. Yeah, it was her. No, it was her to the businessman, Alfred Brearley. That she's also having an affair with. Yes. She said, I can't wait to be with you when my husband's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah. and kisses. P.S. <laughs> Lucky lots, big heart emoji, <laughs> aubergine, <laughs> arsenic. <laughs> yeah, what's the emoji for us? I suppose it's a skull and crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, so basically, it, it confirmed that she was having an affair. She said, I cannot answer your letter fully, my darling, but relieve your mind of all fear of discovery now and in the future. I mean... Doesn't sound unintelligent to me. Got <laughs> <laughs> some right fancy words in her letter. <laughs> Was she having an affair with Edwin concurrently? <laughs> oh, good question. At first I thought... That is Was that his surname? <laughs> <laughs> what a great surname. <laughs> Edward concurrently. He's always there when you're doing something else. <laughs> Had she slept with... You must know Edwin concurrently. <laughs> of the Manchester concurrently's. <laughs> they work in linens. <laughs> so, guys, let's get ourselves to court. We're in court. Florence is in the dock. Uh, we've got a man who's addicted to arsenic who's died with some arsenic in his blood. And it's important to note uh, that medical examiners reported that the level of arsenic in his body was not fatal. Oh. So she did fall down the stairs and have a stabbing and all the different murders at once. <laughs> How did they measure lethal levels of arsenic back then, though? They must have had blood tests, maybe? I mean, okay. <laughs> they did autopsies of a... Yeah. Of a I know they could measure... Anyway, like, just take it as red. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Interest. Right, come on. Thank you. No, thank right. you. Right. Yeah, so... Um, so the, de right. the, the defence said that severe gastroenteritis was responsible for death. Do you know what can cause uh, gastroenteritis? Arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, arsenic, okay. Uh, I've had it. Oh, uh, have you? Um, yeah. And uh, it can, it's sort of food that's not prop, you know, that's not fully cooked. Oh. <gasps> Raw meat oh. up your bum? It's like... Oh. Anyone? Yeah. That's not even it, but that is like spot on. I feel like it is it, and that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> 
It just sounds more legit than what you're about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Female... No, actually. Um, Sound too much butter. That is male workplace right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So um, you can get it from withdrawal from arsenic. Oh, Oh. no. I mean, the irony... Uh, Taylor, what irony is... is, um, (laughs) (laughs) I iron... Shut up. But in a way, the irony is if she had poisoned him, maybe he'd have survived because he would have had some more arsenic. He skipped his enema that day. Bang. (laughs) (laughs) So in court, Florence admitted to adultery, but she said, I was guilty of intimacy with Mr. Brearley, but I'm not guilty of this crime. Um, And it also should mention that James's adultery barely mentioned in court. They didn't care about that. The whole focus was on the fact that this woman dared to have an affair and her husband, who eats arsenic, (laughs) is dead of arsenic. He doesn't eat arsenic. He puts it up his butt. (laughs) Do you know what? He puts it in every every orifice, I imagine. Um, So what do we think, guys? Was Florence found guilty of murder? Definitely. Oh, wow. What, what's your thinking? Well, it doesn't need to be in the 19th century. It could be almost now. The fact that she was, yeah. uh, you know, judged to be a slag meant she must be guilty of everything else. Interesting. Yeah. You might as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb. It is. It's like every pop star oh, in the noughties. By the way, everyone. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, uh, no, so there's, at the moment she went, yeah, I loved this guy and was, like, getting a portion elsewhere was OBS going to be found guilty of everything else. Okay. Because once they just... Listen, until 1972 in this country, if you could prove... This was the whole of the Lord Lucan case. If you could prove your wife had been unfaithful one time, one night, she automatically lost custody of the children. (gasps) Wow! Hello. If you're ever ever sitting on the feminist fence, just think about that. Wow. (laughs) It's it's not... They're not that bad, the fellas. Um... (laughs) In yeah. some ways, I wish they'd bring yeah. that back. Yeah. <laughs> Just... and, and so until Lord Lucan... Parenting's so, yeah, tough. You, because you were deemed unfit as a mother just by one action. Wow. So they, she was definitely found guilty. I wow. mean, yeah, if that's 72, did you say? Yeah. When that Lord... <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, that. Yeah, she was definitely found and, guilty. And also, they've got to make an example of her to yeah. scare the other women away yeah, from into having, having a good time. Yeah. Just to be different, I'm going to say that she was let off because of the scientific evidence. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so- did science help a woman? Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet Taylor. Um, no, the jury deliberated for 25 minutes and she was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death. Ah! Whoa! I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 25 <laughs> minutes? 25 minutes. Of, of course, a jury of all men. When the judge sentenced her, he told the all-male jury that a woman who committed adultery was no better than a murderess anyway. Oh. Wow. Victorian judge, boo! (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what? Like, this was, um, this did create outrage amongst women at the time. They saw it as a huge double standard um, that she was condemned largely on the basis of adultery, despite the fact James himself had several mistresses. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time that women Hmm. spoke out directly against sexual prejudice of a verdict. Um, Over half a million people signed a petition for her not to get the death sentence, which worked, so she just went to prison! Which was really nice back then. <laughs> Wait, Hannah, what, what year is Wait. this again? This would be like 18... By this time, it would be like 1890... Okay, so there is re- people trying to reform stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was sort of the beginning. That's, that's pretty amazing. It's quite, it is quite impressive. You wouldn't think that society would stand up for a rich white woman, but there <laughs> you go. <laughs> However, we've got... We've got one person, one woman in Victorian England that did not like Florence at all. Who was that? Oh, is it Queen the Victoria? Queen. Nope. <laughs> that's literally the only person. Yeah, it's like, that's, you, that's all you can think of, Queen Victoria. Yeah, right. there's no other well, uh, Florence women. Nightingale, because they're the same name. She was pissed <laughs> off. It's like going, don't bring my name down, B. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was like when Hannah Montana came out. It's uh, like... <laughs> Oh, no, it's trending for the wrong reason. Don't tell me it was one of the suffragettes. 
No, it, uh, was, it was Queen Victoria. Uh, uh, yes. It's so always that or Jack the Ripper. It's one or the other. And She's, maybe they were the same person. Think about it. You know it. what? Yeah, does Queen Victoria is too more? much of a girl yeah. boss. <laughs> I mean, She's not a real also. feminist. She was furious that Florence wasn't going to hang. Um, she said it was awful that so wicked a woman should escape by a mere legal oh. quibble. The fact that she probably didn't murder him. Um, and she said that as long as she reigned, there was no way Florence was getting out of prison. So, she well, wow. luckily, she's only got to wait 10 years for her to die. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it was 1901, Victoria died. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, Florence Don't you was think uh, that on the side, she was like, listen, Florence, I got to do a bit of PR here. But you and I, we see, we see eye to eye. Do you know what I mean? Who, I Queen feel Victoria? like she didn't really. Yeah. Like, she'd be fake. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, she was on just, what basis are you know, thinking I, that? History? I think history. <laughs> <laughs> the basis of history. Oh, I see. I just, I just, I don't want Queen Victoria to be a baddie because I live in a Victorian house. And the worst thing is there's <laughs> every evidence. There's every Victoria. evidence that she had a lover. I mean, after he died. But oh. there's all that evidence about Mr. Brown, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh. But that was after... Albert died. Albert died. I'm joking, by the way. She's an asshole. I know that. <laughs> Don't worry. God. I thought I'd lost this wing over here. Like, please. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, Florence was eventually released due to all of this campaign. After how long inside? She was in there for 14 years. <laughs> yep. Easy. <laughs> Easy time. She never saw her children again. <gasps> Well, quite right, You're too. <laughs> no, she's a bit of a slag and yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be Wait, right. Who got the who got the kids? Um, it was like a doctor or something. <laughs> um, oh man! Or, or maybe one of the brothers that had fucked their mother. Yeah. I, mean, no. I didn't even know she had kids. <laughs> <laughs> she had two kids. He had five with someone else. Remember? I remember the five missed the two. Hey. Separate issue, we're dry. Can you pass that over? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, you don't like yours. No, we can't. Oh, we've drunk it. That's the prize. Of course, drank the prize. Share the well. Uh, right, go on. Um, so, her, wow. actually, her son became a mining engineer and he died in 1911 of accidental poisoning. Oh, no. When he mistook a cyanide solution for a glass of water. No way. Oh, my God. I know. How I know. bizarre. And her daughter moved to ride on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> I don't, I don't know which was worse, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, the sun dear, died. Dear, uh, whilst I otherwise enjoy this podcast ordinarily, I live in the Isle of Wight. And, uh, <laughs> do you? You don't. No, of course I do. Oh, I was going to say! <laughs> and I take enormous objection to the cheap and, frankly, hackneyed joke of saying that the Isle of Wight was... You know, then you'll get a letter. It'll be from my mum as well. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, they're big into letter writing on the Isle of Wight, actually. They haven't got, haven't got Facebook yet, but... <laughs> soon. Soon. Um, OK, so... So, the son died of accidental cyanide poisoning. Wait a minute, she got out after 14 years because she was pardoned or because they said she'd served she, enough time? She was pardoned. There was people like, who were still making, you know, making a making fuss. Making a fuss. They yeah. had to wait for Victoria to die and then they could get her out. Yeah, exactly. So people really kind of right. went to this. She moves back to America. What do you think she does next? What does she do in America? Okay. So, um, wait a minute. When she moves back to America, she's probably only that disgustingly old 41 or something. <laughs> yeah. So she was actually, past it, yeah, we know. She She's moves back to America. She becomes a campaigner okay, for women's nice. rights. Oh, campaigner. I think she puts together a one-woman show. <laughs> um, and, and goes to Vegas, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, audience member, and goes to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this is 1910. Well, it's very hot and there isn't so much gambling, but she still goes there. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Taylor, any advance? No advances. Oh, maybe a book. Maybe it's a book. Do you know what, Detective Will, you've done it again. She bloody, she, she becomes a campaigner, but she speaks ah. on prison reform rather than women reform. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not trying to reform Does women or horny. for prison reform for women or just generally prison reform? Do you know what, I imagine, well, she was in a women's prison, so I imagine probably for women. Um, I'm not entirely sure. 
Um, she also protested her innocence again and again and again. She protests her innocence, good for her. She protests her innocence. Um, after a while, she changes her name back to her maiden name of Chandler. Um, could I be anymore? Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not worth it, not worth finishing. She moved to Connecticut. Um, however, a few residents eventually um, discovered Florence's true identity. What do you think they did? They hounded her out of the area, no question. <gasps> okay, hounded her out. They said, thank you for prison reform for horny bitches. We salute you. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's like that one. Okay. <laughs> she met them in prison. It's a really lovely story, actually. Um, Taylor. <laughs> I've had too much to drink. I, I'm sorry. No, that is not something to applaud. <laughs> created a monster. Okay, I'll tell you, they kept her secret. Did they? Oh, nice. That is a point for me. Then how do you know <laughs> that her neighbours found out who she was? Ooh, good question. I yeah, don't who know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right to dig into the, this CBS reality has really helped. Because <laughs> you're yeah. digging into the big I question. I was we need so to... missed my profession, my true <laughs> calling. And I'd have been a detective inspector, I can tell you that much as well. Yeah. Straight in. We need two credible sources. Uh, sorry, that's, that's all I know to check for on Twitter. <laughs> So, um, for the rest of the, her life, she was a bit of a recluse as she befriended stray cats and dogs. Very that nice is life. what I plan to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, man. Support <laughs> it. Yes, That's your, your husband in the... Well done, yeah. Fuck off. Um, so... <laughs> Have fun with the custody of the kids. <laughs> Uh, she, guys, she died on the 23rd of October, 1941. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah so she, she was, like, been... 400 years old. No, she was 80. <laughs> she was 80-something. 80 80-something. 80 <laughs> yeah. Mm, Maths is uh, She was born in 1860-something. So no, guys, she was 18 in 1868. <laughs> oh, good memory. Bloody so, you want to be a good chief inspector. Yeah, really? <laughs> wow. The new they recruit is asked, good. Unfortunately, I'm a bit messy, but... Uh, you really uh, are So she was... <laughs> Come on, she Superintendent. She was 92. Are... No, she was... Yeah, she was 92 when she died. Wow. Nice. Good innings. Not bad, given that she'd done 14 years in what was probably a hacking miserable yeah. prison. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, one last note on James uh, Maybrick, the, uh, the husband. In 1993, his diary and an old pocket watch of his was found in 1993. Trying not to burp. <laughs> the most it... heroic moments on the podcast <laughs> are when the host has to speak through some belches. <laughs> it it and really lends some emotion. <laughs> it, it oh, was, his notes were found in an old... In 1993. In 1993, um, James Maybrick's diary and old pocket watch, the pocket watch contained some engravings of some names, and Ooh. the diary held a confession to a crime. A quine. A quine. A quine. <laughs> it was like me, adorable. It was like a quine. Oh, oh he'd Not been a, a real naughty one. boy. <laughs> it was like performed by a really pretty girl. <laughs> so it was like a quine. Did he uh, commit suicide? Is that the crime? Do you know what, what's super funny about doing these voices is the crimes that he was Jack the Ripper. So. <laughs> yeah, that was the crime. No. That, yes, yes, but he wait. He said he was Jack the Ripper. This is the thing. So the crime was what? Is. That he said he was Jack the Ripper? Yes. He is oh, not Jack wanker. the Ripper. But that's also Queen Victoria. <laughs> he was just trying to big himself up, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? I I mean, I was reading more and more of this, and I was like, but where's any proof? And they were just like, well, it was the, the diary. And it's like, well, it was found in the 90s. And I, you know, but he is one of the main, so this is the husband of Florence, is one of, if you look at Ripology or whatever it's called, he is one of the main suspects for Jack the Ripper. Because of the diary? Or do, uh, can they place him at the scene of stuff? Do you know what? I don't know. He's so fucking busy with that shit up his ass. I just... <laughs> When did he find the time to slay women? Um, also, remember, he's got to do that every two hours. He's got to get from Liverpool to London. <laughs> yeah, to gauges. The back toilets then. on the trains in those days would not have accommodated <laughs> yeah. an enema, I don't think. Yeah. And he's going, hang on a minute, love, I'm mid, I'm mid uh, eviscerating you, <laughs> but I just need to do a quick enema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! 
It doesn't um, work. Do you know what? I mean, we've we've <laughs> blown this wide open tonight. Um, so anyway, uh, let's go to go back to Much Florence. like James's arsehole. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was what you call an open wow, door. I mean, <laughs> what a glorious note to end that on. Um, if you want to read, you can read um, Florence Maybrick. She wrote a book called Mrs. Maybrick's Own Story, My 15 Lost Years, which you can read online. So let's oh, hear wow. it for Florence Maybrick. Now, we have just enough time for a listener crime. We already have somebody who's going to come in, and she is called Saskia. Is she in the room? Yeah. Yes, Saskia, come Yay. on up. Give her a round of applause. Saskia! Saskia, you have three minutes to tell us your crime. Oh. Here is your microphone. Um, a few years ago, I decided I was going to sell my iPhone on eBay, and it was the first time I had sold anything that would be remotely desirable to other people. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, I was very excited about this. So I, I put all the pictures up and I, I set the price stupidly high and then I went to bed. And in the morning, someone had bought it for the price that I had put up, which was really, really stupid because it was an iPhone 7 and it was 2019 and it really wasn't new. I was like, oh, awesome. Someone's bought it. So this person had then emailed me directly saying... Oh my oh. God, I am a relief worker in Haiti and oh, you know what? Wow. Here we go. Oh, shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You didn't, you didn't see what I saw, okay? Um, so they were like, so I'm missing my son's 10th birthday and I'm really excited that I've been able to buy this for him because this is, you know, I'm hoping that this is going to make up for it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so adorable. So they were like, so, you know, if you could, like, you know, dress it up a little bit and, oh. and make it look cute. I was like, awesome. I've got dinosaur wrapping paper in my <laughs> cupboard. I will absolutely make this the best fucking birthday present anyone's ever received. No. So it was wrapped no in alarm bells. dinosaur wrapping paper. <laughs> and it looked fabulous. And so I was like, awesome, cool. It's good to go. And then I got an email from PayPal oh. saying, oh, due to uh, new legislation that protects international buyers, we're going to, um, we, we hold the funds until we get a tracking number. And then you get to, and then you get your money, basically. Oh, was so it not I was like, PayPal? oh, awesome. So I trotted off to the post office, oh. um, sent oh. off this beautifully wrapped dinosaur-covered iPhone with cases. I can't believe no alarm bells were going off at any point because she's not just... Because she's got all that money to overpay for the phone, but she's a relief worker in high tea. I know, but also, it it looked like PayPal. Like, it really looked like a PayPal email. In the sense that it was an email that said PayPal. (laughs) (laughs) It was legit, guys. But they have all the logos. It's really really hard to tell if something's real. The logos were there. It was only when they sent me another email and were like, so, um, (laughs) it's hit some income tax at the Nigerian border. um, Sorry, Nigeria? I thought she was in Haiti. Yes. Oh, okay. Quite. (laughs) I'm back to the trousers. Yeah. (laughs) You would hope that I would have realised that when filling out the address form as well, but... Oh, no. Oh, well. So you gave them all your information? So... They got all my information. They got the phone. Oh, and, uh, and some and extra tax. Yeah. And, and um, so then they said, oh, well, uh, the only way my son is going to get this in time for his birthday is if you pay the, uh, the income tax. How much no! was the income tax? Okay, okay. I didn't pay the... Uh, How much the... was it, though? It was something like £41. It was a okay. stupid number, and but they were like... And how much had you been hoping to get for the phone? I was hoping to get about... £250 pounds for that. How much? What did she say? £250. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, nice. I mean, it was an unreasonable amount to begin with. This was, you know, a couple of years after the iPhone 7 had come out. Hey, I, so you I, paid I was 41 just, quid. Yeah. So, uh, so I didn't pay it. Right, because you're not an idiot. Well, <laughs> I thank think we've discovered. The, uh, the bit that tipped me off was the fact that they were like, you need to pay it to Bank of Nigeria. 
Oh. That was the accountant name. They, um, let, they let themselves down at the end there. They, they, they did. did. They, they did. really I didn't think it. that one I through. Mean, they, oh. they, Details, come they'd on, done, guys. They'd worked I really mean, hard up until that point. Completely until that point. Did you report it? I did, and nothing yeah. happened. Did you report it to eBay? I did, oh. and they were like, well, thing is, you would never get... Um, you would never be asked to send anything unless you'd been paid, so it's not our fault. And so I was like, oh, but, but, but I'm so new to this and naive. And they were like, yeah, you're new to this and you naive. You won't be doing that again Fuck in a hurry, off. will you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I don't think good. anyone has earned that Prosecco more. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give her a hand, Saskia! Oh my goodness! Uh, my son's actually having a birthday soon, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't even got a son. <laughs> yes, iPhone 12. He loves. Thank you, Saskia. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, does a 10-year-old get an iPhone? No. <laughs> Fuck it. 3310. Fuck him. It's a, it's a, it's a mixed reaction. <laughs> it is a mixed reaction, and I like it. We'll debate it, but the show's over. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, before we go, Arabella Witt, tell us where we can find you, what you're up to, and um, well, yeah. I'm on telly at the moment in the my hit show Two Doors Down. Oh yeah. Uh, BBC Two, and then if you, uh, and then we've got the Christmas special, uh, or on BBC iPlayer. Ooh. Very nice indeed. Two doors down. Lovely. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is half past ten. We've had our hour. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for being with me. Drunk Women Solving Crime. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.